episode of Illegal Ham to the Face. Uh, we are going to be doing our fantasy football special. And uh, I am that fat guy. And I am going to get Big Bri Bri on the line here in just one hot second. And folks, we got him on here. Hey, Big Bri, how's it going? Awesome. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. So this is our fantasy football special. All right. So we want to give a special show just for fantasy football because you love to play fantasy football. And we will have our mm-hmm. special guest, Big Man, on here, who is a fantasy football guru. He has his own Facebook page, his Twitter, all that stuff. So he'll get to it when we get here. So, Brian, you're going to have to get me through this because you know I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but we talked about doing a inaugural illegal to the ham, illegal ham to the face. Um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, fantasy football, right? Right. Yeah. Let uh, Let's do it. So, I'll try to bring you a little bit up to speed for people like you, for people that have done it for ten, twelve years, whatever. Um, we'll start slow. We'll kind of build crescendo into uh, just how to do it. When you're first starting with fantasy, if you're setting up a league or something, kind of the first thing you have to understand or make a decision on is do you want to do a point per reception league, a PPR league, or a standard league? Now, PPR leagues have kind of become what everyone does these days, where you get probably half a point, most likely a point per reception. And that just kind of gives the wide receivers a little more incentive, a little more points because the running backs otherwise are so much higher than the wide receivers. So it kind of evens it out a little bit. So after that, you decide on the only other thing you really have to look at. If you're playing in a league, the first thing you should do is look at your league rules. Most of them are kind of the same. The only place where it might differ is the PPR, obviously. And your quarterbacks. Does your quarterback get six points per touchdown? Or does he get four points per touchdown? Does he get minus two for interceptions and fumbles? Or is it like minus four, minus five or something like that? So focus on that. Other than that, it's all pretty much straightforward. You get point zero or point one points per yard. So if your guy gets... 43 yards, that's 4.3 points. So you got that? You with me so far? Oh, yeah. I'm just taking a nap over here. I'm just joking with you. Yeah, I got it. I got it. (laughs) In every guy, no matter whether he's a receiver, a tight end, a running back, 
get six points for a touchdown, like you would think. So hold on. So what about an offensive lineman? I gotta ask that because every now and then you get a chunky boy that hits in there for no, a touchdown. There are no, from what I know, there's no offensive lineman that you can play in fantasy. Unfortunately, as a former offensive lineman, that hurts me because. Well, hold on. What about kind of a, what about JJ uh, Watt? What he caught all those touchdowns as a? Well, uh, he's a defensive lineman. You can do defensive players, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so, I just I was curious. A little more. I was just trying to get that. some fat boy love. That's all I was trying to do. Right. I hear you. That's maybe a little more advanced. Today we'll kind of just touch on your standard, basically, with <laughs> starting one quarterback, starting two running backs, two receivers, a flex, which could be anything other than quarterback, and a tight end, and a defense and a kicker, obviously. So. I say all that to say this. If you want to practice, which I recommend maybe, you know, just once or twice between now and your draft, you can do mock drafts. And so you can go to ESPN and join a mock draft with 10, 12, 14 other people, whatever you want. Or what I prefer is I go to a website called Fantasy Pros. If you, you're not sure about it, Google Fantasy Pros Mock Draft. It'll take you there, and it's like automated mock draft. And so you can get one done in probably 20 minutes or so. Just to get your feet wet, see the kind of – you can work out multiple strategies if you want to take a quarterback early, tight end early, running back heavy early on, whatever you want to do, just to see how your team – ends up at the end with you doing this strategy. So do that. Do a mock draft if you have the time. It shouldn't take long. Most most drafts are a snake draft. If you are starting a league, I recommend doing a snake draft. If you want to do a little more advanced, you can do an auction, which is kind of more my flavor because everyone has the same opportunities. It's just like free agency in NFL football. So I got it. Go ahead. So when you say a snake draft, okay, you you might want to get a little more specific with that because, you know, some people might not know. So the first person that picks goes all the way down, and the last person that just picked flips around and picks first the next one, right? There you go. And then it goes in order backwards. Right. Okay. Right. I'm just – for all the – That's for all the uh, common folk. Yeah, right. People like you, not sure of it. That's what a snake draft is. Auction is you bid on players, basically. It's an auction. Yeah. You get X amount of dollars. You throw out Christian McCaffrey, who's the best player in fantasy, and he might go for, you know, I don't know, maybe 40% of your budget or something like that. So that way, I like that because it's fair for everyone. If you have the ninth pick in the draft of a snake draft, you're not going to get a chance to draft Rich McCaffrey or your favorite player, whoever you want. Whereas an auction, everyone, it levels the playing field. Okay. So look into that. Now, just a couple of tips to touch on that I think might help you with with your draft. We're going to assume this whole episode is going to assume you're doing a snake draft. It's point per reception, PPR, 
and there are 10 teams that are drafting because that's kind of the standard. Obviously, you can do 12 or 14, 16 if you really want to get crazy, but that's what the standard is. That's what we're going to assume. So this year, like a lot of other years, and maybe more so in my opinion, you have to get your running backs early. Well, yeah, because they are – they're all excited and all top tier running backs now. It's not like it was before. I mean, you got top of the line running backs, right? Right. And it's basic math, really. If you think about it, most teams have one running back that they go to, whereas they might have two or three receivers that they throw to on a regular basis. So running backs, you might only have 25, 30 that are really getting the majority of the carries. So you want to make sure that you get one of those guys. So for me personally, I'm making sure I get a running back in the first round for sure, draft a running back. And I want to get two in the top three rounds, really. With the first, my first three picks, I want to have two of them be running backs. And if for some reason a guy slides to me and I just can't, afford to pass on him I'll take a running back in the fourth round for sure no doubt about it two running backs in the first four rounds because the other positions are very deep look at quarterback super deep you can get guys like Matt Ryan Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers in the ninth round you can get guys like Carson Wentz Matt Stafford Cam Newton in rounds like 11 or 12 so don't feel like you have to fill up your team first and then start working on your bench. Get all your running backs, all your receivers in before you start filling out some of those other positions like tight end, like quarterback. Uh, wide receivers, super deep also. If you don't end up drafting a receiver till rounds three or four, I think you'll be fine with it. Uh, most of the receivers in the first nine rounds – I'm pretty much good with starting on a weekly basis. Um, Basically, I want to load up on running backs and on receivers in the first eight or nine rounds. And then I'll start worrying about my other positions because even though you fill up, you can only start two running backs or three receivers or whatever. You need that depth, especially this year with the COVID. We don't know all of a sudden on a Friday or a Saturday, you might find out your guy's out for two weeks. So you need to pivot to somebody else and you need that depth. Whereas especially a running back, you're not going to be able to go to your waiver wire and just pick up a guy. So running backs, receivers, focus on those the first seven or eight rounds and then fill in the rest. Um, If you're in a non PPR league and you have a first round pick, you should absolutely take a running back because they will come off the board really fast and come rounds three or four, you're not going to like your choices. So look at that. Middle of the fourth round or so is about where running backs start to dry up. So you want to make sure you get two in the first four rounds. After the ninth round or so, running backs fall off a cliff. So you want to make sure you get three or four before the ninth round just so you feel safe. Me personally, this is just my opinion. You shouldn't be drafting a kicker 
or a defense before your last two picks. And because you're just dropping them, you're picking up, you're dropping them, especially defense. You're playing the matchups every single week. If somebody's playing the Jaguars or the Bengals or the Dolphins or somebody, you want that defense. So you're going to pick up that defense and drop whoever you have. Maybe make sure you have or you know what their bye weeks are. Because if you draft a defense that has a bye week in week four, you're going to be dropping them very early. So look to make sure maybe they have a later bye week and go from there. They're, they're kind of an afterthought to me. If you have a stud running back or quarterback tight end, you don't necessarily need to draft a second one. Just go with what you got. Start your studs. Um, and finally, fantasy is meant to be fun. So me personally, I don't draft Steelers or Ravens. And so if you want to draft Steelers or Ravens or your team that you hate, don't do it. If you want to draft all Browns, do it. Whatever. Try to be smart about it, but if you really want Nick Chubb in the first round, take him. It's not a bad pick. Don't let anybody else influence you. Stick your plan. Have fun with it. Other than that, that's about all I got for you. Alright, so Brian, you know, we are going to do our fantasy football, which we haven't told Big Man yet, but I'm pretty sure he's in. So, we decided mm-hmm. that we are not going to do no money one. Alright? So what Brian and I are going to do is out of our own pocket, okay, first place out of our fantasy football gets a bottle of Cleveland Underground Whiskey, okay? And you will just say, let's do the the maple, the sugar maple, okay? And then Mm -hmm. for second place, you will get a 12-pack of either Fatheads or Great Lakes of your choice. Nice. Okay. And then that's how we're going to do it. We're just going to do first and second. And this is just fun for us. It's fun for our friends. It's fun for everybody to kind of get together. And, you know, we will, throughout the week, we'll have, uh, you know, our next few podcasts and stuff like that. We'll have Big Man on for like a little quick blurb or we'll get an email from Big Man about his picks for the week or what he thinks is going to be good. Okay. Cool. And we're also gonna have Bry here that you know I could drill Bry about you know how to beat him, but I doubt it's gonna happen. But it's okay. So right now we are going to get ready to bring on Big Man. So if you give us just a quick hot second and all right now live on our Fat Boy Hotline, we got the one, the only. Big man from Kentucky. What's going on, big man? What's up, guys? What's up? All right, so big man, you are our fantasy guru. Okay, you have a Facebook page out with uh, it's called Fantasy Gurus, right? That's correct. All right, you also have a Twitter, which is Fantasy Guru at Spielman nineteen eighty one. Okay. That is correct. And you are joining our fantasy football league, correct? I am. Okay, so what we're doing with this show today it is all about fantasy. It is to get you ready for the season that's about to come. And uh we I want to know what your preference on your leagues are. Like do you like a PPR? What kind of league do you like to play? 
I tend to play a PPR. I've I've dabbled in a few different ones, but I tend to stick with PPR. Okay. Uh, so you brought up something to me that I want you to bring up to Bry. Okay. You called it a vampire draft. Oh, the vampire league. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is something new. I have not played in it yet, but it does seem very interesting. Okay, explain it um, to us. For instance, if there's if it's a ten team league, there will be nine players drafting. Okay. And one player who is the vampire would be not drafting. And they would assemble their team from waivers after the draft is over. And each week the vampire would match up with the other nine play the other nine teams, excuse me. Um and if the vampire wins the matchup for that week, he can trade any of his starters for the other team's starters. So for example, if you're you're the vampire and you have Patrick Mahomes playing the vampire, um, you might not want to start him. Um, if the vampire would win that game, he could trade Mahomes for Tannehill, and and you'd be screwed. So a little draft strategy has to be involved. Uh, you might want to draft a, a backup quarterback if you don't. Um, uh, you may want to end season strategies important as well. Okay. I love it. I love the creativity from it, really. And that's the fun thing about fantasy yeah, football. You I've, can make I've it never whatever done you it. want. Yes. I, I love the creativity. I, I think it's a challenge. I have not done a league yet, but I would really love to. Yeah. Sounds like a blast. All right. That is an amazing uh, I I I'd love to play the Vampire League because I would love to steal somebody's picks. <laughs> I, I would just I would love I would love to just rape one of you two and just take anybody I want off your teams. We might have to make the uh, illegal hand in the face of Vampire League to start it out. Do you want to be the team that with all be... the free agents? I'll be the team with all the free agents. Okay. Do you guys want to do that? I am down. All right, let's do a trial run with it. I'll be the team with all the free agents, all right? Your team is going to be terrible. That's right. Hey, fart in a prayer. That's all you need, right? You're going to pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones like your first pick. That's all right. I'm all right oh, with that. Let's let's <laughs> do it. Let's test it out and see how fun it will be, all right? Yep, I'm down if you are. Let's do it. Hey, yo, I started this, so this is how it's got to be, right, Bri? There you go. All right, so now we're going to get back into the show. All right, so big man, give me your uh, top five quarterbacks, all right, for this season coming up. Oh, my top five for the rankings go in order. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson. Okay, well, all right, so Big Bry. Do you have a rebuttal to that, or are you good with that? No, that that sounds pretty good. I mean, all those guys should be studs if you choose to draft them. So where would you uh, rank our boy Baker at? You know, because we are definitely Browns fans 
where would you put our boy Baker at? I think Baker is going to be a top ten quarterback this year. Right now, he is um, ranked around seventeenth, so he's a huge sleeper. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Okay, Bry, what do you think? Yeah, that's about right. I mean, you could probably get Baker very late unless you play in around with a bunch of uh, Browns homers. Uh, you could get him late, and hopefully, yeah, he has the weapons to be a top ten quarterback like he should have been last year. All right, so the one question I do want to ask is about, before we get into the next section, Tom Brady, he's got all those weapons down in Tampa Bay right now. Gronk came back. Where do you see Tom Brady at? Do you think his age is going to catch up with him finally? I think it will. Um, The new offense with the pandemic, I do think he's going to struggle um, somewhat. But he also is a veteran, so... About mid-season, I, I look for him to have his form. So if he's not doing great to start the season, don't give up on him yet because playoff time will come, and I think he will be just fine. All right. All right. Brian, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, Brady, Brady will be fine. I mean, he has better weapons than he's ever had in the past, so he should do better than he's done. He's in a pass-happy offense now. Um. I was telling fat guy before that I tend to uh, wait on my quarterbacks. So big man, do you have a quarterback like outside of your top 10, top nine, top eight, whatever that you're maybe targeting. If you choose to wait on quarterbacks, who are you looking at? Maybe, you know, rounds nine, 10, 11. I, too, tend to wait on my quarterbacks. Um, right now, I really like uh, Drew Locke. Um, I also like Carson Wentz. He's going a little earlier, but I look for Drew Locke. As, as I said earlier, Baker Mayfield, I think he will do well. So I would pick one of those two in my later rounds. What about, uh, right. I gotta, I, what about uh, Joe Burrow? Where do you got Joe Burrow? You, what do you think of him? I think Burrow's a system quarterback. Okay, well, he's got a... I think he'll be fine, but I in the right system. So, But he's got weapons around him. I mean, he's got A.J. Green. He's got Mixon in the backfield. Do you, do you think he can have a kind of sleeper season to pick up? Because the only reason I'm asking, because I'm probably going to get Joe Burrow <laughs> as my, uh, you know, when we do this vampire uh, league. I think Joe Burrow in the scheme he's in with the Bengals, I think he'll have some success. Would I draft him? Probably not. All right. All right. I just thought I'd ask. All right. So I, so, so I meant to say this in the beginning. Um, I think with where we're at um, with the pandemic and not having a training camp, I think for me, I'm avoiding all rookies. Unless you're a running back, I'll draft a couple of rookie running backs. But as far as tight ends, quarterbacks, um, wide receivers even, I'm avoiding you if you're a rookie because you have not had that time to put in to learn the offense, and it'll be a while before you're comfortable in it. So, hey, I was – Whoa, 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 whoa. I was yeah. asking for me personally. 
I'm not asking about everybody else. I was, I'm trying to get info from you two so that when I do this whole free agent thing that I gotta do, that's gonna be god awful horrible. At least I can pick something fun for me. All right. You, you can find better options than Joe Burrow to start out the season because he's gonna struggle for probably the first month. What, Joe Flacco? Matt Stafford. What about Joe Flacco? Yeah, Flacco's a backup. <laughs> what about if I were you? I'd go to. I'd see if Matt Stafford falls to you. What about and... what about Shane Falco? No, not I, him. I can't get Shane Falco. No, right. You <laughs> you pray for a guy like Cam to go undrafted. Um, but more specifically, I'd rather have Stafford. He was a top five quarterback before he got injured last yeah, year. Yeah, but he's always he hurt. Had... He's like Big Ben. He's always got those oh, lingering injuries. Galore. If he can stay healthy, he'll be your guy for the whole year. Uh, he's in a pass-happy uh, offense that can't run the ball. Uh, so he's going to be chucking it all over. What do you think, big man? All right. All right. I think uh, you would be better off taking Stafford or um, possibly Cam. Cam would be a great one. I stay away from Burrow and most of my rookie quarterbacks. Right. I agree with Brian wholeheartedly on the running backs. All right. All right. So now we got the uh, quarterbacks out of the way, and hopefully we got Big Man's uh, static issue taken care of. I think we do. But uh, let's go down. Let's see here. What is your top five running backs? Let's go, Big Brian. Big Brian, what's your top five running backs? Uh, I'll let Big Man go first, just because I think uh, I think a lot of top fives are kind of the same. So you might have one or two guys. The top fours are Chris McCaffrey's number one for sure. Oh in yeah, most PPR leagues. Who do you have after that? Who's your number two? Do you like Zeke or do you like Saquon? I got Zeke number two. More like more because I'm a Buckeye fan. That a boy. Like Barkley. Hey, OH. I O. Yeah, rub it in there. Yeah. How about <laughs> them Buckeyes? <laughs> Not losing this year. I know that. That's all right. Where's Michigan? <laughs> so we're not losing. <laughs> all right, we had to take our little digs here. All right, so you all got. Right, so you, I have so Barkley at three. So you got, let's see here. So you got McCaffrey. You got Zeke, you got Barkley. All right, who's four and five? Alvin Kamara, four. Alvin Cook, five. Okay, Bry. Where do you have... Yeah, that's kind of your... What do you got? No, where do you have them? That, that's a standard uh, top five. I, I agree with that. I think the only guy maybe you can move in there is uh, uh, Derrick Henry. But a lot of people are scared off because he doesn't catch a whole lot of passes. So in PPR, you're pretty much just hoping for a lot of rushing yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, after that, the couple guys that are maybe new to the NFL that your typical NFL fan might not know is Clyde Edwards-Alaire in Kansas City and Miles uh, Sanders in Philadelphia. So those guys probably back at the end of round one could could win you your league, but don't stray from that top five. That top five is really good. Those guys are proven. Don't overthink it. 
So, big man, I gotta ask you. What do you think about our boy from Ohio State, J.K. Dobbins? What do you think he's going to do in Baltimore? I love J.K. You know I do. I know you do. But I think he went to the wrong team. Really? He's in... I think he's going to be fine, but he's in a... Fantasy-wise, I wouldn't pick him. Okay. All right. He's... He's got a lot of competition. There's many running backs. Lamar runs the ball. I, I get you. I Just get a you. lot of mouth to feed. All right. Well, they got what? Ingram? And then they got J.K. Who's the other one they got? They also oh, have got Edwards. A, Gus Edwards. Yeah, a couple other guys. Okay. Well, I just thought... J.K. is kind of the guy where if you're swinging for the fences... If a couple injuries go Baltimore's way and he gets a starting job, he could win you your league. But up until that happens, he's kind of riding your bench for the most part. All right. Well, I just thought I'd ask. What? Uh, let's let's do some sleepers. Let's. Uh, why don't you guys give me two running backs in the later rounds that you can just kind of sneak in there just for some points that you need throughout the week. Big man, what about you? you? Want to go first? No, no, no. Let's do big man. You go ahead. Okay, Uh, my sleepers. I actually have a couple running backs. Um, Of course, Kareem Hunt. Do you? And uh, go ahead, finish. Cam Akers of uh, the Rams. He's a rookie. Okay, I think Mm -hmm. he could be had in in the later rounds and rounds. Seven to eight, possibly. No. Um, Andrew Mattinson would be another one. All right. Uh, I, what do you think that Kareem is going to get the touches that he needs to get the points? I think he'll get the catches. Um, I think he'll be a valuable fantasy player. So a you're going to catch him on the back player. end of I, a PPR I think he'll league. Be a valuable flex player. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? I'm sorry. Did you so you'll catch him up on the back end of a PPR league? Right. Okay. All right. So Brian, give me two uh, sleepers for you. Um, I agree with him that Kareem Hunt is a guy that if you can get him as your third or fourth running back, you should absolutely do it because if anything happens to Nick Chubb, he's top five, top ten guy because he'll have the whole workload to himself. And last year when he came back at the back end of the year, him and Nick Chubb were about the same. I think they were like 16 and 17 in fantasy points per game. So you can get them, do it. It's kind of a high upside play. If you're looking for a guy in round three or four, though, I tend to look, if you're looking safe, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, they're both workhorses. If you want a high-risk high, high risk guy, it could potentially be a top-10 guy. David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. You know him. You remember him from oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, J- JTT. Yeah, he uh, he has probably what most people consider the best offensive line in the NFL, and if he can just lock down that backfield, he doesn't catch the ball a whole lot, but he he could be a stud, especially this year. If you're looking for something maybe a little safer in, like, the seventh round, James White 
catches a ton of passes. Cam Newton comes from Carolina where he's used to dumping the ball off to his running back. So he'd be a safe play, a deep sleeper for me. Big man mentioned the Rams backfield, Cam Akers. If something happens to him, Daryl Henderson could step right in. And if he steps up, you can get him in the 13th round. He could be a stud for you. All right. Well, we're going to move on because we got to kind of speed this up a little bit. Let's get uh, your top five wide receivers. Big man, give me your top five wide receivers for this fantasy year. Okay, of course, number one, Michael Thomas. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, Julio Jones. Four, Devontae Adams. Five, Tyreek Hill. All right. Brad, give me your top five. It's pretty similar. I got a question for Big Man, though. Where would you be comfortable knowing that, for the most part, running backs are going to dominate the first round? Where would you be comfortable taking Michael Thomas, knowing that you're missing out on probably the top eight to ten running backs? If I'm slotted at number eight to ten in the draft, First round, I'm looking at the eight to ten. Okay, yeah, because he's he other than Christian McCaffrey, he's pretty much the safest pick in uh in fantasy football. You just have to be okay with missing out on all those top running backs. So I'd agree. I, I don't want to take him, but if he falls that far, you, you snatch him up in an instant. All right. So before we move on from this, what about our boys Odell and Jarvis? Where you guys got those two at? Let's go Big Ben. Big Ben, where you got those two at? Well, right now ESPN has Jarvis ranked number 26 and Beckham ranked 14th. I would actually argue that Jarvis should be ahead of Beckham right now. Um, I would put Landry in the top 15 right now and until Beckham shows me again that he can be a fantasy stud I'm picking him out of the top 15 okay what about you big Bri? Uh I agree I mean Odell's the big name and he's the guy that a lot of people will be drafting high if you just sit and wait for Jarvis last year they basically had the same production so you can get him a couple rounds later. Why not take Jarvis? Knowing Odell probably has a higher ceiling, but if you take Jarvis, you can slot him in at your second or third receiver the whole year long. All right. All right. So let's – uh. Also, might I add, Jarvis tends to get more reception, so in a PPR, to me, that's more valuable. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, uh, you know, like I talked about at the top of the show, I'm going running back heavy early on. And so I'm going to be looking at wide receivers from rounds three to five. I'm going to be looking at guys like Kenny Galladay, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, guys like that that hopefully have a high ceiling that could eventually be my number one. Are there guys in your rounds three, four, and five that maybe you're looking at? Well, a lot of how I draft depends on where I'm slotted at. Um, but yeah, there's 
there are plenty of guys that I'm looking at, three, four, and five wide receiver. You mentioned Galladay. Um, I'm going to throw a couple other guys out there. Uh, Stephon Diggs would be another one. He's with a new team, so you might be able to get him a little later. Um, Cooper Cup, he's more around, around three to four. I love him. God, I hate he, Cooper Cup. He's such a great wide receiver. I hate Cooper Cup. <laughs> he gets it done though. He's, he's I almost know, like but modern day. You know what he Julian reminds Edelman. You know what he reminds me of as uh uh Dane Sanzenbacher of Ohio State. Like he would just every now and then he would come down with a catch and it was a touchdown. You're like, what the hell? Who's this guy? That's what I think of Cooper Cup. Well, you always got to bring it back to the Buckeyes. Well, huh? of course. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me? What, what was the last relevant <laughs> Michigan wide receiver besides Peoples really? Jones Jr.? <laughs> I like. Uh, I also like guys. DJ Shark. He has a high ceiling. He's the number one receiver in the Jaguars' offense, and they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. So look at him. Keenan Allen is a safe play. You can what? get him in round. Six, he's going to get a ton of receptions. Hold on, Brian. What about Mike Evans? Mike Evans is great. Yeah, I think you can get him around three. So if he's your number one receiver, we haven't touched on Godwin and Evans with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I was just curious where those two are at because I know Tom Brady doesn't have the arm strength anymore. He right. never really did. Great picks. Uh, Gronk might kind of congest the middle to screw things up for Godwin a little bit because he's that short route guy, but he'll still get a ton of receptions. Good. Uh, one guy I'm avoiding, though, is in round, I think, five, maybe six, uh, DK Metcalf. Tremendous athlete, but you look at his schedule, he's going to be going against top cornerbacks in the league. He's going to be going against Jalen Ramsey twice a year. He's going to be going against Patrick Peterson twice a year. He's going to be going against Richard Sherman twice a year. So there's six games right there where you're not sure if you should start him or not because of his tough matchup. Yeah, but is he, isn't he? is he enough of a physical beast that that should matter? Uh, you say that, but he's in his second year, and he's going to be going against veterans that have made Pro Bowls for the last decade. Uh, big man, what do you think? I got to disagree with the DK Metcalf assessment. I think he's going to build on next year. He played these cornerbacks last year, Richard Sherman twice. Um, I think he's done well. He also has Tyler Lockett, and he's had, uh, and they have actually added more weapons on offense. So I think he's poised to make another big season. All right. So, one of our last topics coming up. Well, let me uh, let me just drop a couple of deep sleepers, guys. You can get in like the thirteenth round. Um, if you're looking for somebody who's super safe, I think you look at Sterling Shepard, number one guy in New York with the Giants. He's been there for two, three years now, and he's been their number one receiver. If you're looking for a safer guy with a high upside, I look at the rookie. Even though I said I won't draft rookies, rookie Justin Jefferson. With Minnesota, he's stepping into that Stefan Diggs role. They usually only play him and Thielen, a couple guys, a couple receivers on the outside, so he could have a big year. If you're looking for a guy to really boom, but he could also bust, high risk, high reward, uh, I look at Nikhil Harry 
with New, with New England with uh, Cam Newton or maybe even Alan Lazard in Green Bay because if something happens to Devontae Adams, he's your number one guy for Aaron Rodgers. You like those big men? Yeah, I got to agree. I think uh, Harry, I think he is poised to have a breakout. Um, another one that uh, Bride didn't mention, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here. I know you guys are going to hate me for it. Um, Pittsburgh wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. Toledo guy. I love him, even though he plays for the Steelers. Big man, that's why Bry's a Michigan fan because we'll he he went, he went to <laughs> hey Bry big man he went to Toledo and you know what we've done to Toledo when we went there oh yeah oh I th- yeah I think somebody overdraw some bank accounts when they went there maybe just buy a couple hundred dollars that's all right all right so let's shout let's, out to Frickers best wings in the state shout out to the Platinum Club that all you need is a platinum card <laughs> to get into that place. <laughs> All right, so Papa V will love that. Uh, so your uh, top five tight ends. Let's do it. Top five tight ends. Big man, what's your top five top tight ends? So with it, uh, I got Kittle, number one. Kelsey, number two. Ertz, number three. And here's a little change up. Darren Waller, four. And Mark Andrews, five. So you don't have Hooper on your list? Did I freeze out? Big Did man. Lose him? We might have lost him. We might have lost him. You hear me? Him. I hear you. What about Austin Hooper? I like Austin Hooper. He's just not in my top five. All right. All right. All right. So, Big Man, you're, or Big Brad, you're top five. Yeah. Uh, I'm right on board with, uh, with him. Another guy maybe I'd think about if you miss out on the top five is Hayden Hurst, who you mentioned Hooper. He's taken over Hooper's role. Down in uh, Atlanta, so he didn't do much in Baltimore, but he's going to get plenty of targets in that pass-happy offense, and so you can get him at the back end of the eighth round. You can get him there. You can load up on running backs and wide receivers early on, and I think that's a great play. It's a high upside play. Big man, you good with that? I am very good with that. Where where would you take Gronk at? Because he's another high upside play. We don't know what we're going to get with him. but I think Gronk will go higher than what I would like to draft him at just because of the name. I, mm-hmm. If I was drafting him, I would probably put him around eight in my top ten of tight ends. So I would probably be drafting him in round ten, All right. which he probably would not be there. Are there any guys outside of your top 10 that maybe you'd be comfortable starting all year or hoping for a big year from them break out? Well, a couple sleepers I like. Uh, Joni Smith from Tennessee and uh, mm-hmm. Mike Gusecki from Miami, who's also going very late. I, I agree with Gusecki for sure because hey, I love Gusecki. Miami, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and he's – he doesn't block a whole lot, but he's a, a receiving tight end. Fat man might remember him from his days at Penn State. Hey, he's only but, got um, like four figures. I'm good with Kaseki. I hey, I play right? I play Madden, and because I don't want to choose the Browns, I choose like the worst team ever. So I pick Miami to kind of build my team off of. I love that. Mm-hmm. I signed him like a seven year deal. 
<laughs> uh, one more name just to throw out there. Uh, and I go, I'm going back to Detroit saying with Matthew Stafford in that offense, TJ Hawkinson was a top 10 pick oh, last shit. year. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And you, you uh, from Iowa, you remember him. Uh, most guys in the NFL make their biggest jump from year one to year two, especially tight ends. Exception and he could, he could completely blow up. He had a giant week one last year and then just kind of fizzled out and had some injury issues, but look for him to blow up again this year. I think. What about his former teammate, Noah Fant with Denver? Absolutely. He could blow up as well. Yeah. He's more athletic than Hawkinson. I think. You know what I realized from this whole, uh, this whole broadcast today. My two best friends you know, are nerds. You guys are nerds. <laughs> you gotta be. If you want to win money, you gotta be nerds. We're not playing for money, oh, yeah, though. You gotta be. Yeah, you and I aren't, but we are in other leagues where you can win five, six hundred bucks. What? You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So, so true. <laughs> all right. So we're getting ready here at the end of the show because we are at like, uh, let's see here. Where are we at, Brian? Like 46 minutes. So yep. I got to ask you one quick question. I want two kickers. What two kickers should I get? Austin Seibert. <laughs> that a boy. All right. Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. Who the hell is Jake Elliott? Philadelphia. Can we get Phil Dawson in here? No. All right. I think he's retired, buddy. Well, well, shit happens. Bry, two kickers. Uh, when I'm looking at kickers, typically I look at the best offenses. Who has the best offenses? And so who scores, scores the most points? Who gets down in enemy territory to kick field goals? And that would be right now certainly Kansas City, Harrison Bucker, and probably as much as I hate to say it, Justin Tucker is the best cook kicker in the league. He can kick 60 yarders in his sleep. So those two guys will probably go first, I'd say. All right, boys, we are here. Yeah, Big Bri. Go ahead. Big Bri, where would you draft your, your defense and kicker? Uh, typically, those are my last two picks because I'd rather load up on everything else and I'll take what falls to me. And like I was saying to fat man earlier that I kind of look at their bye weeks to see if I can get somebody with a later bye week, I can just play with them for the first 10, 11 weeks before I have to drop them. Cause I don't want to have to carry two kickers through a bye week. Good idea. All right. So we're here at the end of the show and I got to bring something up to big man. Okay. Big Bry, because yeah. he listened to our, uh, cheeseburger rant. Mm-hmm. And I got lit because Big Man's had Cupy. Oh, I've had Cupy. How delicious is Cupy, Big Man? Words cannot describe it. It is <laughs> the best burger, fast food wise, hands down. So I Big- worked for Cupy for two years and I ate a Cupy burger every day that I worked. <laughs> No, I got to ask. So, so Big Man and I also brought up, Brian, have you ever had a pork tenderloin sandwich? I don't think so. I've had um, 
what's the pork sandwich that they have at the German places? The schnitzel. Oh, okay, you've had a okay. So we I've had those, but yeah, we have a place. What is it? It's Happy Days, right, Big Man? Right, Happy Days. Most of your bars around Northwest Ohio. Yeah, so if you go in there and you order a pork tenderloin sandwich, all right, Bry, this thing will take up you. You know the the little table that we have here in the Fat Boy Studios, right? Um. Uh, it will take up that entire table. Now it's thin, really. It's crispy, and it comes on just a regular bun, which is hilarious. So when you get the sandwich, <laughs> you're looking at it, going, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" You got to eat the outside first, and then get to the inside. Love it. Do you put anything on it? Uh, I put mustard on mine, Big Man. Do you put anything on yours? Uh, yeah, typically mustard, pickle. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like almost a uh, it's it's thin. So when you do country it, fried steak almost. Yeah, like country fried yeah. steak on a sandwich. Sounds like heaven. Well, I had to bring it in. So, uh, <laughs> big man, I can't thank you enough for coming on with us. I mean, this really means a lot to us. You definitely know your stuff thank when you. it comes to fantasy. So, thank you so much. And if you want to get a hold of big man. Why don't you go to his Fantasy Guru page on Facebook? It's Fantasy Gurus, right? That's correct. And you can also find me, the Fantasy Guru, at Spillman1981.com. All right. So if you have any questions for him, he'll be glad to answer them. He will have his, hopefully, podcast out soon, and we will definitely share that. And throughout the season, whether we have him on or he texts me, our top, his top three for the week. We will get everything set up for you guys for fantasy football for the week. So, Big Bry, and I gotta actually do, Big Man? Yes. Give me God bless. God bless you. Big Bry, give me God bless. Yeah, God bless you. Alright, we are illegal ham to the face. We definitely are uncorked, unloaded, And we are out. Thanks for listening. God bless America.